0: asked me to speak, and I knew exactly what to say. When you asked me, I said, you just say. So, I know it's a word from God. So, it's up to you if you want to hear it, if you want to receive it. Those of you in TV land, you'd have the same right and privilege. You get to hear the word of God, you act on it, or you choose not to. So, before I get started, I will tell a little joke. Just so out of the blue, the other day, my boss texts me and just says, uh, I'd like to hear one of my funny jokes. But this was right in the middle of my day. Very, very busy. Like, I'm really busy at this point in time. And I said, I'll send one later. I'm very, very busy. Stop. Boss texts me back and says, that's hilarious. Can you send me another one? (laughs) Oh, my. Okay. All right. Let's pray. Hey, we need an intervention from God. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness to us. And we pray that as the word spoken tonight, Lord, that it would be received, that it would not fall on deaf ears, Lord, but ears will be unstopped, that eyes would be open, Lord, that we, pe- people's hearts and lives would be changed. They, they would understand how awesome a God you are, that you don't change, you're always the same. You loved us in the beginning and you loved us through our troubles, and you love us today. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Amen. So the topic for my preaching tonight, my sermon, we'll say, is my God is still the same. So when I think about this, I think about all kinds of different variances of how my God is still the same. My thought process is, when has he ever broken a promise? He never has. I might have, but he never has. When has he ever not shown up when he was called on? Anybody? He always shows up. He was there this morning when you woke up. And he'll be there tonight when you go to bed. When did he ever let you go? Ever. He never did. How I know that is because when I was in the bottom, and I didn't think I was going to see the light of day, he reached down, and he pulled me back up. And he said, kind of what Ashton said, a daddy doesn't let you go down that way. So, he never has, and he never will give up on you. Our God, my God, is still the same. The fact that he doesn't change really means that we have hope, that regardless where we're at, we have the opportunity to change. We have the opportunity of moving forward in our lives. So maybe you're a person that's here under the sound of my voice, or you're wherever and anywhere in the world. That's the interesting part about the internet, isn't it? Maybe you're struggling, maybe you have issues at home, maybe you have issues at work, maybe you have marital issues, and you're going through some difficult battles, maybe it's a legal thing, it really, it doesn't matter what it is, because you can just turn it over to him and he's there for you, right? If any of these things apply to you, you should get excited about this tonight. Because my God is still the same. He doesn't give up. He doesn't give up. He didn't give up on me. Pastor Paul, he didn't give up on you. Right? You're here today. Why? A miracle. Right? He doesn't let go. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. He doesn't miss a beat. Every day you wake up, the sun comes up. Even if it's gray and cloudy outside, the sun's up. Right, Shelly? We were talking about that today, right? On the other side of your gray cloud, there's always sunshine. If you choose to look for it. He put the stars in the sky. Just put them out there for us. So we can understand how amazing he is. How how intricately he has put together a universe that stays in perfect sequence. Perfect harmony 24-7. 365. He put the universe in its order. And my God is still the same. In order to receive the promises that are in his book, the Lamb's book of life, we need to first have what? Faith, right? Faith to believe that he exists. Hebrews 11:6. But without faith it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's good news, right? It's gospel. It's God's pill for your life right there, right? If you have faith enough to believe him, you seek him, he'll reward you. If you're not seeking him, you're not getting the reward. It's a simple thing. He doesn't make it difficult. Matter of fact, he makes it so easy, it seems like it confounds the wise, I guess, at the end of the day. People can get confused because they, they, don't, they don't realize how easy it is. God set it up so if we seek after him, if our thoughts become in line with his then we'll get what we think, right? If we're overthinking about our own thing, it's really more like idolatry, right? Our own thing. Anyway, we'll get to that. My God is still the same. Now, have you figured out what I'm going to talk about? The same God that revealed himself through his son to the Apostle Paul is the same same Paul that wrote the large portion of the New Testament nearly 2,000 years ago. He's the same God today. He hasn't changed. When Paul was in the dungeon or the dung hill, God was there with him. When he was in chains and sang songs, God was. He's the same God today. Is anybody excited about that? I am because I can tell you what He's revealed that to me. It's not just. It's not a fallacy of mine. Every day I get up, I'm, I'm in awe of the fact that He created both this world and my opportunity to be in it. And He doesn't stop. If you want to receive a fulfilling relationship with the creator of the universe, my God, your God, you want to see his will perfected in, his li- in your life, you must do what? Seek him. Seeking him is simple. It means you seek after him, not after your own. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you right? It's not a guess. It's reality. Seeking first the kingdom of God gives you the benefits of what's in the word of God, the promises, right? So what things you ask for will be added to you? What what things are they? Oh, everything you have need of. Now, there is a difference between what you have need of and what you have want of, just to be clear. Make sure your wants line up with him, and you'll get them too. 2 Peter 1.3 says, His divine power has given us, given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Notice that all things pertaining to life and godliness, not, not just life, godliness, about being righteous, about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, not just seeking one thing, but but trying to live the way he wants us to live. It doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. I still do. Don't anybody here ask my wife. (laughs) I know. (laughs) The truth of the matter is, none of us are perfect. But I have good news. My God, my God, sees me as perfect. He does. That's why I'm able to stand here tonight. It's true. By the world standards, I wouldn't be. So, I am because he wants me to. How about that? na 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 If we look at the passage in Matthew 6 again, we'll see that before Jesus mentions seeking first the kingdom of God, he talks about what? Anybody know? Serving two masters. There's a reason that he brought this up. Because if you're not seeking first the kingdom of God, you're self-serving right? You're serving something else. So it's either two masters, which you can't love both. Hmm. Seems to make a lot of sense, right? I love the way Jesus talked because he really just led us right into the truth. The, the truth is very simple. You can't have it two ways. You're either having it one way or the other, but you can't have both. One foot in, one foot out. The Bible tells us clearly, what? God doesn't like a lukewarm person, right? Hot or cold, he understands both sides of that game. Lukewarm's no good. Foot in, foot out, you're unpredictable. What's predictable is you're going to turn on somebody. Hmm. He clearly says that you cannot serve two masters. Why did he mention this? Because he doesn't want to share you. He wants you all to himself. Not in a selfish way, but that your heart is committed to him. That your life lives that which he has purposed you for. Not that you live some life that's outlandish, but that you can do what he's created you to do. Anybody here doing what they've been created to do? Because if you are, you understand what I'm talking about. It's about living the life that God's called you to live. Being good to people. When was the last time you were good to somebody? If your life doesn't live that way, you need to stop what you're doing and turn. Because you need to get saved all over again. It's the truth. We're kidding ourselves if we think it's any other way. It's not the, God's way is to give your life away, not to keep it. Now I was talking about God sharing. He doesn't want us to share our attention. He wants us to Himself. He wants us to focus our attention, our affections on Him, meaning that He comes first. Matthew six thirty three. What did? He says, seek first the kingdom of God. Oh my goodness, there it is again. Wow. So that led me to Exodus 20, verses 2 to 6. God spoke all these words, and he says, I am God, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of a life of slavery, no other gods, only me, no carved gods of any size. Now listen to this. Any shape or form of anything. Huh. Wait a minute. We might have something other than what appears to be a god here, Right? Whatever, whether of things that fly, walk, or swim, don't bow down to them, don't serve them, because I am God, your God, and I'm the most jealous God. That's in the message, by the way. So, no curved gods, gods of any size, no shape or form of anything. So what that tells me is a god can be more than or different than what we maybe propose it would be as a god, but maybe it's... Something in your life that takes control of your time. Maybe it's something in your life that takes you away from serving God. Or getting up and reading his word. Or maybe praying. Or maybe good, being good to other people. I'm so busy, I can't even be good to people. How about, how about that? Right? You cannot out-give God. My God is still the same. In the Living Bible, verse 5, it says, You must never bow down and worship in any way. I would think that might mean that you shouldn't bow down and worship in any way. For I, the Lord your God, am very possessive. I will not share your affection with any other God. You should not have anything before him. Anything. So if it's money that you're after, why did the rich young ruler not make it? When, Jesus, when he went to Jesus, what do I got to do? And Jesus said, you need to sell everything. And he said, what? I can't buy my way into this? I have to give it all up. It wasn't that he had to give it all up, but he had to give up. He had to give his affection. That was his affection. It was about having things, about having money and having control. Money, if it doesn't mean anything to it, you can have all kinds of it. But when it controls you, it may control you in more ways than just one. Give it away. God says, try me. Try me. Try me. Test me. And see if I'm better than that. I know he can, you cannot, Oak give him. Doesn't matter what you do. Pastor Gary, I think you tried at well, one point in time, right? right? You try. I love that. Right. I love that about you, James, because you and I have these stories, right? Try. Just try to see if you can, oak give him. I guarantee you can't. The battle is on. Who wants to go next? <clears throat> so when Jesus was speaking about serving the two masters, I believe he was really setting the stage for the verse 33 where it tells us to seek first the kingdom of God. Because God doesn't want to share us. And the only way we get away from sharing with, with a, a, another place is to seek first God. The, and that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be first thing in the morning, although there's a reason why it's a good thing to start your day that way. What? <laughs> <But laughs> yeah, there's a reason it's a good thing in the morning. Because it starts your day the right way, right? Lots of people start out on the wrong side of the bed, we'll say, right? So, 100%. I find myself getting up early and, I like, I put other things aside sometimes. It's just, it, the more you get into this, the more you realize it's, you allow God to speak to your life. And it's about choices. You don't have to choose. For many years I went to church and didn't allow God that position. And, and that's what it is. It's about me stepping back and saying, okay, okay, I'm going to do it your way and see how this works. It's much better than my way, I can tell you that. Seeking him first, not after we've already tried it our way. That's not seeking him first. That's going for help. Now, he is your help in the time of trouble. But that's really to bring you back to that place of salvation or restoration where he has the opportunity That you can start to seek him first again, right? My God's still the same, doesn't change. So if in any form of idolatry in your life puts is anything that puts itself ahead of God, right? Now don't say it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I just I had to just put it in check there. So when you've got an excuse. While you can't do something in your church, for your church, or for others, check your heart. There. I said as much about that as I'm going to. Because <laughs> <laughs> now you're faced with a decision. I made you aware of your idolatry. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, uh, we got to be honest, right? I'm not trying to smooth this thing over. God doesn't want me to. The reality is, is, you want to see end time, you want to see God move in your life, stop piddle paddling around with it. Start to seek after him. You want to see rev- revival happen in your church? You better get on your knees. You better start talking it. You better start walking it. You better start living it. You better start giving it away. It doesn't happen on its own. Why do you think all of heaven sits in anticipating, waiting for the sons and daughters of righteousness to stand up? Because they've been standing for thousands of years saying, come on, what's wrong with you? You've got the answer, or you say you do. Hmm. Okay, serving two masters, right? Pick one. You've got a choice today. All those who are out there on the internet, you have a choice today. Serve God or whatever else that is that has your heart. Good news. We'll get off the idolatry thing. My God is still the same, right? He's no respecter of persons. What he's done for one, he'll do for everyone else. He doesn't change. He's the most incredible dynamic person on the face of the earth. He's created the entire universe. He's put it into spin. He's done everything. The sun comes up. The moon goes up. Everything happens simultaneously. We don't have to think about it. It happens. Hmm. He doesn't change. He offers restoration. He offers forgiveness for wrongdoing. He removes guilt, not just sin. Any guilt that's remaining is self-inflicted. Let it go. Let it go. It's not the way he wants you to live. The good news is he's still the same. It hasn't changed. Thousands of years, he hasn't changed. <laughs> Restoration of relationship has been God's circuit, uh, His whole purpose since the, the story of Adam and Eve in the garden, right? Through forgiveness of sin, since Adam and Eve were in the garden, all the actions that they had were self-serving. So the idolatry was them, Thinking that they were better than God, that God's ideas weren't as good as theirs—that's a form of idolatry. Now, I'm—that's simplifying it a little bit for you. <laughs> so when you get in the car and you put lipstick on, well, it's not an idle thing. Oh, it might be vanity, but not idle. But um, anyway, <laughs> sorry, that was just um, anyway. So what it comes down to is we—we got to put God first in everything, right? Isaiah 55, I'll get on with that part. 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. My God is still the same. That was 2,700 years ago. Hang on, 2,700 years ago? His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. How can I get caught up thinking that I know better? <laughs> wow. <laughs> he doesn't change his mind. He doesn't change his word. His word's the same as it was when it was written. Colossians 1.17 says, And he himself existed before all things, and in him all things consist or exist. They cohere or are held together by him. It's what we're talking about, with the universe. He sets it in its spin. Hebrews 1 3. He is the sole expression of the glory of God. Now this is the amplified, so it gets a little bit longer. It's more like the wife's version. So Okay, you guys got that, eh? So he is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being the outrang or radiance of the divine. And he is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. When he had by offering himself accomplished our cleansing of sins and riddance of guilt, hang on, and riddance of guilt, He sat down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high. Guess what? My God is still the same. Today. Okay, think time. I need you to think about this for a second. If you had a chance today to have a conversation with the waves, do you think if you asked the waves, would you still Would you be still at the mention of his name? What do you think the waves would say? I would suggest the waves would say, my God's still the same. Because he holds everything. Hmm. How about this? If you ask the walls today, think about the walls of Jericho. If you ask the walls today, would you fall at the sound of his praise? What do you think the walls would say? They would say, absolutely. Because he hasn't changed. If you ask the grave today, could you hold hope in chains? Could you hold Jesus in chains? What would the grave tell you? No way. We can't do it because we don't have the power. He's the same God now as he was then. They would all say, my God is still the same. He doesn't change. Again, Hebrews 1.3, he upholds the universe by the word of his power. So it doesn't change. It's, if it's in here, he does it. And he doesn't veer from that. Try me, test me. I'll prove it. So I dare you. Test them. And remember Colossians 1.17, in him all things exist, right? It's through him that everything everything. I know we see this piano as being something that somebody else created, right? But think about every component in that piano came from what? The earth, somewhere, some way, somehow which all got created by the creator of the universe. (laughs) The pulpit, though we might give credit to a man who designed and built it, he really only did part of the job. All the components that are in this came from, oh yeah, my God, the creator of the universe. He's still the same. He's still creating today. Let's not forget Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same, James, yesterday, today, and oh, forever. That would mean like the 2,700 years that we're talking about, right? It's going to go on and on and on, right? Like it doesn't stop because he's still the same. He's the same all the time. Did he ever break a promise to you? He's faithful. He's so faithful. I was reading the other day, and Pastor Gary and I were back and forth over a couple of things, and I, I found it interesting that God spoke to Moses. And, you know, we, we constantly think that the people of Israel didn't make it out of Israel because they were a hard-headed bunch. Or, you know, sorry, they didn't make it out of the, uh, the, uh, the wilderness, yeah, for 40 years because they were a hard-headed bunch. And I'm reading, and the light came on because God says to Moses, it's your fault. Huh? You and Aaron, you didn't show the people who I really was. Because if you had showed them who I really was, they would have believed. So unbelief kept them in the wilderness for 40 years. It wasn't the people necessarily, it was the people that got in, in charge to do the job. So he never broke his promise to the people. The people broke what they were supposed to do to him. Hmm. So his kindness, his mercy, they never fail. His power never stops. It hasn't. Never has, never will. Why? Because his word is true. Remember what I said, Hebrews 13, 18, or 13, 8, that Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday. Yesterday's sorry, today and forever. Another thing to think about. Ask the words that you pray if they've ever fallen short or if God heard them. I can assure you they would speak back and tell you that God is still the same and he hears every word. They don't fall on deaf ears. Doesn't mean you'll get what you prayed for. You need to line up with his word first. Ask the grave about that chain. The chain will say, I can't hold it in. God is still the same. Ask the lady at the well if faith in the word of life could revive her soul and free her. Ask her, and she'll say, God is still the same. He's the same God that did it for her, can do it for you. If you're embattled in your life, if you're caught up in things that are bigger than you, trust in one that's bigger than it. It's really quite simple. Ask the lady with the issue of blood if the power of God is still able to heal today. She'll say, my God's still the same. Right? You can ask me. You don't have to ask any of them. You just ask me. I'll tell you. Right? He never breaks a promise. He never lets go. Though it might seem like he's miles and miles away. He's not. You are. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And that, that's close. He won't fail you. He's never failed me. Every day I live is another opportunity to trust him more. His mercy never changes. And mercy always triumphs over judgment. His kindness never fails. So I say, my God is still the same. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. That's our God. And he doesn't change. He doesn't change. He still wants to do that for you. Do you realize that the people of Israel, when he was speaking that... Were the hard-headed bunch. And he still said, I know you guys are being hard-headed and you don't really get it, and you're far away from me right now, but understand my plan for you is better than you can understand. My plan is good. It's for good, not for evil. It's to prosper you. So if that's what he said to them, what did I start with? He's no respecter of persons. If he will do it for them, he will do it for you. And he did it for them in a state of rebellion. He pro- it was a promise. That's what I will do for you. Anybody excited? I mean, really. I feel like i got to wake some people up here. Lazarus. No, gonna... oh, sorry. My God is still the same, right? Romans 8.28. We all know this one, right? I hope. <laughs> and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. If that is not a foundational truth for your life to be built on, I don't get it. Like, if you don't know that verse, if you can't think that verse through your entire day, that puts a lot of things behind you. Nothing is bigger than you in your situation. You've got a God that will triumph over everything. And if you can hear me, he's calling you tonight to make a change, to draw closer. You can't ignore it, because I've already mentioned it. You can't go home and say, hmm, what am I going to do with that? You have to act on it. You're, you're going to be held accountable. I'm sorry. I, I, honestly, Jordy, it, it sounds like a funny thing to say, but we are. When, when we're taught something, when we're told something, we're then accountable for it, right? That's what they tell me in health and safety. I mean, common sense is only common when I've shared it. So I would think it's the same thing from a scriptural standpoint, right? So I've just shared it with you. Now we're all responsible. You understand that safety stuff, don't you, James? (laughs) So it's as real today as it was over 2,000 years ago. I don't understand why anybody in this place is still sitting down. Honestly, I don't. Is anybody excited about the fact that you got a God that's the same today as he was 2,000 years ago? That he came to heal, that he came to destroy sin and death, poverty, sickness, disease. He came to set you free. If you'll act on it, he will do it for you. If you want to sit there like a lump on a log, that's what you're going to get. If you're going to actively pursue him, chase him down like it's something that you want to change your life, he will do that for you. That's the way he is because my God doesn't change. Pastor Gary, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Let's thank the Lord for his faithfulness, guys. Like, honestly, he, he is so faithful to us. He's faithful to all generations. His kindness and his mercy are poured out on us, as the passion would say, lavished. He pours them out on us. He doesn't withhold. He doesn't say, I'll give you a little bit. He says, I'll give it all to you. He provides for your need before you even know you have need. But you need to seek first the kingdom of God. Seek after his righteous ways. My God's still the same. And if we seek after him, we'll get exactly what we're looking for. We don't even know what we're looking for, do we? Most of the time, maybe an easy way out. I'm not suggesting it's an easy way out. I'm suggesting it's the right way out. You want to live a good life? That's how you live a good life. Learning how to put God first in everything that you do. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect, by no means. Honestly, it's a learning process. But part of learning is being receptive. To the fact that you've got to change. You can receive from him tonight if you want to. Or you can just go home and let it just be another Thursday night meeting. I don't know about you. I just, I want power of God in my life. I don't want to just go to church. And pretend. I want reality. Reality is that God loves me. Reality is God loves you reality is he loves you more than you know. He, he, knows, he knows you better than you know yourself. And he still loves you. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? It amazes me, even in the shortcomings. And the shortcomings are really only so we understand that we can't do it on our own. I rely on him all the time. I pray all the time. I try to pray without ceasing. What I mean by that is, my day, I'm constantly aware of his presence. And I try to be constantly aware of when I step out of line with it. How to step back into it. That's what he wants. Seek first. First. First thought. Not last. (laughs) Not the hope that you get at the end of it to get through it. It's about coming through with flying colors. Anybody want to see any of that? Anybody want to see a revival in their life? Anybody want to change this world? Change the people that you come in contact with. That's what I challenge you to do today. We're only called to change this, our sphere of influence. That's, that's what we're called to do. Touch the people we come in contact with, right? Now, if there happens to be somebody on the internet, and that, that's a whole different animal. But the truth is, we're, our calling is to touch the people that we come in contact with. We have to be... Absolutely dedicated to being committed to providing people with life on an ongoing basis. Life meaning God. We're supposed to be Jesus to people. And if you're not, ask him to help you. I'm not going to use the term correct you. Careful, <laughs> you might get what you pray for. So, but you, you want him to help and guide your day.